The call comes at ten in the morning. I'm in the middle of signing off an investigation that has ended well for me and my partner, Dan. Without breaking a beat, I reach over and put the phone on speaker while, one-handed, I continue to type the final paragraph. Detective Sergeant Lucy Golden. Lucy, it's William. I stop typing. The DI wouldn't call unless something was up. Hi, Kig. I'm listening. Across the desk, Dan looks over, eyebrows raised. I want you and Dan to get on down to the bog at Dugort. There's been a body found. Dugort's bog? Ackle Island? Yes, you're local. They'll talk to you. We think it's that missing girl, Lisa Moran. I've heard of Lisa Moran, not because she'd been a high-profile missing person, but because my mother had told me. I'd got in from work three days ago, and she'd met me at the door almost bursting with the news. I'd barely got my coat off by the time I'd been given all the details. I hadn't taken much notice because Ackle Island, my home place, was a nowhere land where nothing much ever happened. There had been a murder once, over twenty years ago, when I'd been stationed in Dublin. But apart from that, the island was a speck in the Atlantic Ocean, joined to the mainland by a bridge whose sole purpose was to make it easier for tourists to come in the summer. Can you give us some background, Kig? Dan asks as we pull on our jackets. They'll fill you in at Ackle Island Garda Station. They're clearing a space for you now. But what I can gather is that Lisa Moran, 25, disappeared three days ago while walking home from her job in a primary school on the island. She had no drug issues that we can find, no depression or other mental health issues. In short, according to the regular lads who investigated the case, there was no reason for Lisa Moran to want to disappear. CCTV? I ask. Some, but nothing from where she vanished. Get on down here. Joe Palmer and I are on the scene and I want you and Dan as part of the investigation. The super has appointed me SIO. Okay, thanks. I disconnect and watch as Dan gulps the dregs of his coffee. He jokes that it's the detective in him, the habit of never leaving anything unfinished. So, Ackle Island Garda Station, here we come. Dan says as we head out of our own station in Westport, which is 50 kilometres from Ackle to pick up our standard-issue Hyundai i40. Dan has got his jacket on upside down and is trying to wrestle his sleeve free. Yep, a homecoming for you, he jokes. I make a face and he laughs, but in all seriousness, I seem to have spent my whole working life trying to escape the place, and it keeps dragging me back. Ackle Island is approximately 150 kilometres square and is nearly 90% peat bog. Scenic and wild, it has several small towns dotted around it. I was born 41 years ago, just outside Keene, near the far end of the island, proud boaster of one glorious beach and the highest cliffs in Europe, accessible only on foot. As a teenager, I couldn't wait to leave. I thought I'd drown in this all-seeing place where the views of the neighbours held such power. I had managed to escape the island to work in Dublin, and I'd succeeded in becoming a detective Garda. But 13 years ago, I'd been sent back west, demoted to a regular uniform. I've spent the last decade clawing my way back up the ranks, proving myself over and over. And that was hard in a place where nothing really happens. I'd finally landed a promotion of sorts to Westport, but now it looked as if I was heading home once more. The only good thing to come out of the demotion from Dublin 
was that Luke, my son, benefited from being near my mother. And in that respect, I think sometimes it was worth it. Half an hour later, I'm driving across the bridge from the mainland to the island. I drive through Ackles Sound, taking the road that leads to the bog. Jesus Christ, Dan mutters. Would you look at that fella? That fella is Eddie, once a university professor. He'd had a breakdown and now spends his days shambling along the roads of Ackle, thumbing lifts, his trademark brown coat flapping out behind him. He must be freezing, Dan says as we zip by him. What happened to his shoes? He thinks someone is poisoning him through the soles of his feet. My mother says he's going about telling everyone to watch themselves. Is there no family? A sister. She makes no pass on him. Oh, Jesus, Dan says. The sister is old school, under the impression that if she ignores his behaviour, if she brushes it under the carpet, no one will notice and it will go away.